A decade ago, in this very galaxy, anyone could set up a Bitcoin miner. You'd be pulling down 55 Bitcoin and nothing flat. You could even go to an online faucet, open it up, and Bitcoin would flow into your wallet. But those days are gone. Finding ways to innovate making crypto accessible to all, however, is something that continues to this very day. Today, we're pleased to welcome a previous guest back to the show to tell you the story of Dust, a crypto that you easily mine just by doing things you're already doing online. Kurt Braggett will join us and share all the dusty goodness, and you might find yourself being a dust aficionado before this show is over. I'm going to wave my magic wand, sprinkle some dust into the atmosphere, and poof, you're listening to episode number 485 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world or in the galaxy or in the universe in this life or if you're listening to us from the afterlife. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Kahn. And uh, I am Travis Wright, and I just closed my eyes, but only for a moment, and then the moment was gone. Oh, just like that. Mm-hmm. It was like All my dust. dreams, they passed before my eyes with curiosity. So you're saying it was kind of like dust in the wind? Kind of like, kind of like dust in the wind. Yeah, well, dust in the wind, for sure. That's that's all we are. It We're is. That's all we are. It's like this I'm episode. close it's... to Kansas right now. It's like right over there. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Woo! This actually the game's over now, isn't it? Oh man, I hope the Chiefs won. Right? What time is the game on Sunday? Uh, game starts at like five thirty central, so it's like four thirty your time. Okay, so this episode actually drops while the Super Bowl. Probably like the fourth place. quarter's going on. Yeah, we don't know. What Come on, Mahomes, get in there! Let's go! Chiefs trying for their second time. We have a. I have a show co-host and a producer that are both diehard. Chiefs fans, so I am one by proxy. Go Chiefs! I've, I've been to like over. I think I've been to over a hundred Chiefs games at Arrowhead in my life so far. I think. Mm. What's funny was that when I was twenty-one, I got a beer vending badge, and uh, so I sold beer for uh, the Chiefs versus the Giants, and then Chiefs versus the Raiders. And then I realized I could just come in with my badge and I didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> and so I went to like 70 games for free from like 1995 to 2001. <laughs> you didn't work? Didn't work at all. No, I just walked in. Everybody was like, hey, Travis. I'm like, how you doing? And I just like walked through and I showed my badge. And then I go to the bathroom and take the badge off and then go stand somewhere. What was really cool was that it, it worked on my networking skills is that I would go to the, to the middle area where all of the – uh, the suites are. And then I made friends at different parts of the stadium, like one over here and one over there. And I'm like, yeah, my suites over there, but you guys have a sweeter view. You might have like, you know, hang, I just chatted with them and then they would let me, I wouldn't eat their food, but most of the time people stay inside the club, uh, the suite and, and, but they have seats in front and, but normally those are empty. And so I would just sit one of there for a while and then I'd go over and I just never wear out my welcome. Whenever I would come, they'd always be happy to see me. You are a schmoozer. Good job. <laughs> good job. Way to navigate good. your way through uh, 
do the field there. I would spend zero dollars. My goal was like, can I spend zero dollars? So I would park behind the Taco Bell and I'd walk across the street and then I'd go in between the tunnels. But it's, it's impossibility now. There's no way you can do it because after like even after 9-11, they really didn't change the badges until about two, 2005. So I could have kept going. But then I, I was a little older and I had a kid and I was like, I got a conscious now. I don't want to be stealing free. <laughs> yeah, stop stealing football games. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what you won't steal, but you can get for a steal is something on any task. In fact, you just, uh, didn't you just do a task? Ah, yeah, I did a task to uh, find some researchers. Mm -hmm. Found some researchers to, because really there's, you know, we know we're doing all this stuff with NFTs and there's a lot of great artists that aren't doing anything with NFTs yet that maybe don't even know anything about NFTs. And some people are already doing some stuff on NFTs, but maybe on Ethereum. So I wanted to ha have a researcher who's going out and finding a bunch of people for us. And then we can reach out to chat with them and uh, find amazing people that are doing great stuff and then teach them about NFTs and help them maybe earn a living doing something a little differently. Mm. And you can get the task done real inexpensively for a steal at any task.com. There's so many tasks and taskers that are available there. Go try it out. Get something that you need done. Anytask.com. Well, what kind of tasks can they do? All kinds. All you kinds? Need, like you, need, you need writing. Kind? You need research. You need graphic design. You need an NFT made. You know, the, business you need cards, reading, you need logo. video yeah. editing. There's a logo, business cards. There's all kinds of things you can get done. Any task, basically. basically they will not. They should name it any task. Oh, they, they will did. not clean your gutters, though. That's, that's task true. rabbit. That's task rabbit or like uh, there's another one's like something. There's another li Angie's list. That's for that. Mm. Maybe they should have any task rabbit. That could be a, a future. Maybe any task except yard work shit. Anytask.com. Go check it out. And Sir Lord, we've got a great show today. We've been just itching to bring you this interview with Kurt Braggett because dust makes you itchy. Uh, actually, it's not that kind of dust. It's a different kind of dust. It's angel dust. It's PCP. Not, it's not that either. Oh, it's not that. Okay. It's not PCP. But before we go to the interview, do you want to talk about Hoddle C? Hoddle C. Yes. So check this out. You know, there are stable coins out there. But this right here does predictive finance. Or over time, it's like a stable coin but the price increase is built into it. And so really recommend looking into this. But yeah, the whole premise of the project is to tie the valuation of HODL C to time and community transactions. So every time there's a new transaction, the price increases a little microscopic amount. And uh, each time it just grows and grows and grows. And so you can go check that out. It's a HODL community, H-O-D-L community.com. And, uh, dude, I think algorithmic finance, predictive finance, that's a cool new economic theory. It's hodlcommunity.org. Uh, oh, hodlcommunity.org. That's right. I don't know if there's a com or not, but we just, you know, we did an interview with uh, with JP on episode 483. Uh, it was a week ago. So if you want to dig in some more on that, badco.in forward slash 483. That's the past. We are futurists, but right now, we are going to be presentists, and we are presently presenting you with our interview with Kurt Bryant. A long time ago, in an ICO era, 
not too far away, but it seems like a long time away. Telegram conducted an ICO, raised a metric crap ton of money, and then had to shut it down because the SEC said, nope, can't do this. So there was no cryptocurrency for Telegram. That is until Kurt Braggett came along. Kurt's a previous guest on this episode, a friend of the show and a friend of ours. And he has created a mineable crypto called Dust that you earn just from chatting on Telegram. And there's quite a community out there of people that are mining Dust, spending Dust to buy NFTs, and there's already been millions of transactions, text IDs as we call them. Kurt Braggett, welcome back to Bad Crypto. Hey guys, thanks for having me today. It's good to see you guys again. <laughs> it's kind of dusty in here though. Kind of... <laughs> That's why we got to wear masks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. If you guys want me to put on a mask, I will. I know how much you guys love them. So. <laughs> I would uh, actually end the interview right now if you did. So because... <laughs> Not because the mask wouldn't be stylish, but because yeah. oh, Travis hey, look at that. it makes there you actually you disappear on the on the green screen if you got that's, the mask that's on. That's nice. What uh, what was the idea behind Dust? So um, it kind of goes back to the ICOs actually, even before Ton, because what what I saw was people would join Telegram chats during the ICO boom, um, and then they would have you know a white paper and a hope and a bunch of people would pile in thousands of them. Right. And then, you know, there might be a token that people could invest in if you were lucky. And then if you're even luckier, they may even be a product. Usually there wasn't. And so when I looked at that pattern and just what people were actually doing, I just thought, well, if these people are in here building the community, they're kind of shilling in some ways, but they're really excited about something that's happening. And so I thought, how could you kind of turn that into something that's more valuable for those community members because they're contributing to the community? And so that's kind of when the idea first came in my mind because I thought, well, if every message I sent inside of one of these ICO channels uh, would let me mine that currency, I deserve it. I'm building the community. That's the only thing that they had is a white paper and a, a hope. And so that's kind of how the idea came about first. And then it just kind of slowly evolved from there yeah so you know the folks in the ico days as you mentioned i mean i, I think i was guilty of that as well i don't know how many of these groups i joined my mm -hmm. that's why i stopped using telegram for so long because i have so many channels and all these different coins and i'm just like ah so many I, I literally opened up my telegram and i was like what i have 1.2 million messages i need to check i'm not going to check those um yeah. But think about, as you said, so if you were, you know, able to mine and create this chat mining platform, then that could be an engaging thing. So basically that's what happens is, is if people install this chat miner on their channel, then their users are able to mine dust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what happens is I send one message, a bot kind of verifies that it's, you know, a, a legit message of some kind and then immediately on the blockchain sends you some of the dust cryptocurrency and it does trade on exchanges um, and you know you can create a dust um, a mine so if you're if you run a group the way to do it is to you become a mine operator so you apply to be a mine operator we check out your group we say okay we'll approve you 
we put the mining software as a bot inside of your, your group. And then now every one of your users inside of your group is mining dust. And for every dust uh, token they mine, the mine operator gets one as well. So it's kind of like, you can think about it as like diamond mines or something. It's like, there's a, a guy who owns the mine and then he's got a bunch of miners in there taking out diamonds, but then the mine operator, you know, he's the one that profits from it too. So um, it's, it, that's the way that we incentivize the operator. And then you as an end user, you're going to be chatting in your communities anyway, so you might as well be earning. And then you can turn that dust around because we're very, we're a very NFT friendly group. And we have, you know, I think we have 88 mines that are just about NFTs alone. And so one of the things that we do is we sell NFTs and a lot of these sets are selling their NFTs for dust. So we have like a circular economy that, you know, I'm not just earning this dust, I'm able to buy things with it, meaningful things like NFTs from blockchain heroes, for example, like you guys are putting out a lot of NFTs and people are able to buy them and they're excited about that. So they feel like it's not a waste. I'm not just arbitrarily mining this shit. I can actually buy something with it. But all you have to do is basically you sync your wallet. You you type and you go to the the Magic Dust channel, right? You type slash you type slash sync S Y N C and then your wax wallet address. Yep, and that's wax it. wallet right now. We'll probably grow to Ethereum. That's kind of something I'm planning. But there's the idea is that yeah, you come in, you sync your wax wallet, which is easy. You can just you know a lot of people will ask why do you use wax? Well, it's because you can do a one click install of a wallet and get an address. Then you come in and sync. And the beauty of Wax is that it allows us to send all these tokens on chain immediately. You don't have to wait. You don't have to have custody. You don't have any gas fees. So it kind of bypasses all the stuff that would probably be a problem in Ethereum. And my guess is that's why it's not really built on Ethereum. Uh, something like this isn't built on Ethereum because there's too many fees there. So that's so that's kind of what happens is. So if I go in, I leave a message and then I type another message and now I've just earned two dust um, and then immediately get sent and it's not clogging the network at all. Right. So it's, like, it's not batch sending them. It's sending them pretty much in real time. Yeah, it sends it in real time. You send your message and you can immediately see it on the blockchain. It, it will it will send immediately. And the reason why I like that is because a lot of these tipping bots and stuff, they take custody like they'll store it virtually somewhere in a centralized server. And I don't really like that. I like to just verify the message immediately and then send it immediately. And I think people like that. They like to see that the money or not money, let's not call it money, but the crypto goes into their into their wallet directly, you know? Well, I just, so um, I just opened up Blocks.io and pulled up my account. I went into the Magic Dust Telegram and I just typed the domain dust.rocks. That's a chat message. And I looked in my account and there it is. I just earned two dust. For doing that in the dust room boom now yeah. you've got over 80 channels that this is in right now and it's growing how many dust transactions have you done since you started this so i'm pretty sure that we've exceeded 4 million transactions uh on the blockchain so that's over a little over 2 million um uh, mining transactions and um yeah so it's it's there's quite a lot of activity for now. And I think that, um, you know, and it doesn't clog the network in any way. Like some people might think, well, how could you do that on Ethereum? Well, you, you couldn't, right? Because it's, it's just too much. 
Um, and that's why we use wax. And so the idea is that, you know, we'll bridge over to ETH in some way. And then we might have to consider custody or maybe like a 1000 to one burn. I noticed that sometimes people do that. Um, but yeah, four, four million transactions so far. Your, um, your bot Rose that you have in there, I typed dust.rocks and it came back and said, don't underestimate superior technology. <laughs> what triggered that? <laughs> I don't know. So this is the thing, like, I really don't know. There's a whole community of guys that build random shit. And I think that that is just saying that, so don't underestimate superior technology is just something that the guys, uh, use as dust as an acronym. Um, so that's, that's why it says that. So there's another thing that I wanted to talk about too, which is the, there's NFTs and their multipliers. So, um, if you hold NFTs, because we're all really NFT enthusiasts. And so the same wallet that you're using to mine, if that wallet holds uh, certain NFTs, um, they, they multiply how much dust you can earn. And I've really been inspired a lot by cookie clicker because I think it's, a pretty amazing game that is addictive. And I think that the whole game is about like hoarding these cookies. And so that's kind of the way that I want to go with where we're, where we'll grow to is that you start stacking NFTs. So you might get for one message, if you hold a certain NFT, like we have these dust enhancers and uh, they will allow you to mine more dust for each message. And they're for different things. Like it might be you, you multiply replies. It might be one message that you send and it enters you into kind of like a lottery where you mine between one and 10 dust. And so people are really liking that. And then people buy those NFTs and they hold them in their wallet so that they can uh, mine more dust. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Now, early on, whenever this thing was being developed, we'd had a lot of conversations around some of the things that could be done with this thing. And it's been fun watching this evolve over time because you're adding a lot of that stuff. I remember, I remember when we were first talking about it, I went and downloaded all these cookie clickers and it made sense to me <laughs> when you're looking at it and you're going, wait a second, you buy this thing right here. And this is the same as having a gold finger that's able to click, you know, 20 clicks per second for hours, right? Like, Oh damn. Yeah. And there's like all these different gamified things that you can do. So now you're taking some of that stuff and, and really implementing them into it and said, all right, you buy this NFT, this equals this multiplier. You buy this NFT, this equals this multiplier plus this. And so you're adding a whole lot of fun gamification. And from what I've seen, you know, from people in the, in the communities, I mean, they love it. Whenever I open up, you know, telegram, I see the dust dice. Like you can go in there and just roll a die. You got to buy an NFT that's dice and you roll them. And then that's, what is it like every minute or two, you can roll the dice and earn some dust. And so many fun things popping up in this ecosystem. Yeah. And it kind of, I, I feel like it incorporates a lot of the stuff that we have talked about over the years. Like if you think about it in a way, it reminds me of bad coin because I remember one of the principles that was there was that we want to allow accessibility to mining. Right. And so like somebody in the middle of a third world country with a really, you know, cheap phone, maybe even a free phone can actually mine dust if they are a part of one of those communities like anybody with a mobile phone can mine this stuff and i like that i like that anybody can participate because becoming an ethereum miner or mining these currencies is actually really not easy to do you have to understand all this technical shit to just to do it and so this is more like a user-friendly way to mine in a way that people understand it's like 
I send a message, I earn some crypto. It's really that simple. How do you how do you stop the spam? How do you stop people going, I enter think enter this enter is enter uh enter good i enter 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 and like it just like spamming the whole stuff so it's like then you get all these does that lower the quality of conversation in some of these message groups by people trying to spam it or how do you put a how do you put a limit on that yeah so i mean we've solved a lot of those problems because you know we've grown a lot and learned a lot and we didn't really want to be in the business of writing a bunch of software to stop people from spamming so we have these upgrades we do on the network. So it's sort of like Ethereum mines, like someone will propose something and then all of those miners or validators will go in and implement that rule, right? And so Rose, that bot that we just saw a few seconds ago, Rose stops that. So rather than us building a bunch of software um, and getting bogged down by that, we just implement these kind of upgrades to the mines. And then if you don't comply, then your mind gets shut off. That's kind of how it works. And so we implemented something where Rose has a flood protection. So that situation where he says, I, you know, enter, think, enter, that Rose will stop you from doing it because everybody would agree that doesn't bring any value to the community. And so, you know, every once in a while, Rose will boot somebody who tries to do that. Rose is just so that way. And those people yeah. have it coming. So, you know, we've talked before offline about a bigger vision for this. Like, how would you apply this idea of um, mining on Telegram to Discord or to Twitter? Yeah, so that's in the works. I We have a dust mining bot on, on Discord now. Um, and we are going to migrate some of this technology. We can bring this into any chat application. That's kind of like the bigger vision is that it could be in Messenger, it could be in Slack, it could be anywhere where there's a chat group that supports bots, and most of them do now. So that means dust could become the people's currency of the internet, right? I mean, I think so. I think that when people, I think that chat mining will be a standard, um, whether we achieve it or not, I, I hope we do, but it it's... To me, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's an easy way to track on a blockchain microtransactions and every message is. And we have a huge supply and, you know, there's trillions of messages sent every year, probably. And so, you know, everywhere where somebody sends a message and contributes to a community, they should be able to earn the currency. It's been interesting. So so Dust is a is built on WAX. WAX is built on EOS. Right. Yep. And so it's sort of a it's sort of a double meta crypto. Right. So it's like technically it's built on EOS IO, but it's built on wax, which is built on EOS IO. So it's dust, wax, EOS. And just looking at the overall transactions yesterday, I think this is interesting. EOS had 58 million transactions in the last 24 hours. And, you know, if you're looking at the price of the of the crypto projects, like EOS would be severely undervalued if you're talking about the amount of transactions. Comparatively speaking, Ethereum had 1.1 million yesterday. Bitcoin had 792,000 yesterday. And oh, by the way, Wax, 727,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. And Wax is just hanging out down outside of the top 100. It's near the bottom, you know, it's near the bottom of the, of the top 200. It's crazy. 
And but here they are. These are some of these the blockchains that are having more transactions. A lot of stuff being built on these. A lot of things are happening in the NFT space that I don't think the industry at large is fully understanding what's going on over here, Kurt. I don't think people yeah. see it yet, do they? Yeah, I think that they don't. And you know, you guys can look back to the first show that we did, I think was about EOS and it's about, you know, and we we talked about wax and and the digital space and this it was even it was even smaller. It was like nothing there. There was no NFT volume and now it's grown a lot. And um, you know, I, I think that people are skeptical of all those transactions. They they just kind of blanket assume that a lot of the transactions are spam. Um, and you know, even it, what's what's funny about that is that I really do believe that there are a lot of spam transactions on EOSIO networks, but someone would write off something like dust, what we're building here as a spam transaction network, but it's not. I mean, it's a one-to-one -one earning and tracking of what people are doing in chat groups on the blockchain. So I would even argue that it's one of the least spammy, highest volume practical application of, of these transactions. Um, and I think it is undervalued, but there's a lot of problems. Like, honestly, I think that if the token was uh, designed a little bit better on WAX, that it, it would be extremely undervalued. But if you look at the pricing action, I just don't believe that it was designed properly. But I think that Wax E has a lot of potential to kind of fix that. And I think that that's what they're realizing. They're like, wow, our token health is kind of sucks. But now we have all these, now we have a real business that has real volumes. Like the NFT sales on, on Wax is fucking amazing, right? But the price, it, the, it's not reflected in the price. Like this thing has massive potential. You have Dead Mouse and all these sets that are now beating the sales of Ethereum NFTs and volume. So why isn't that reflected in the price? Well, it's because the the token architecture is fucked, really, honestly. Like, and I love Wax, but let's just be real. Like that should have been a big jump for a lot of those token holders, and it wasn't. But the good thing is I think they're smart enough to realize that if they restructure how the token is and they kind of bridge over to the liquidity of, of that exists on Ethereum, that could actually be something to where it's going to be reflected. All the success could be reflected in the token now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I could, in an ideal world, if I could go over to the Ethereum or to the Ethereum chain to go on Uniswap, swap some Ethereum for some wax E and now that one wax E is worth a thousand wax. And then I should be like, all right, let me send 10 wax E's over here. So now I have 10,000 wax. Like that would help maybe some of the liquidity, but I don't know that that's even part of the thing because I know that it can go from one side to the other, but I don't know it can flow back to wax yet. I think in, uh, in Q1, I think that's something on the roadmap is to make that bridge a, a two-way bridge. Yeah. And just, just at a high level, I think the idea is that you get waxy over on the Ethereum side, you stake it, and then you are going to uh, earn um, dividends on the NFT sales that happen on the WaxP side. And so I think right now you can burn WaxP 1,000 to 1 WaxP, mm -hmm. but I don't think you can go, you can go back. Um, mm -hmm. And then oh, yeah. the idea is that you stake and you also earn WaxG, and WaxG is the governance token, and that'll allow you to kind of vote and stuff. And I, I'm excited about it. Like, I don't want to shill it, but you know, I think it should be interesting and the, and the token model has to be fixed. And so, you know, because I think that, that it's also another, another problem. And that's why dust is here is because if you have a hundred thousand kids that want to come over and 
buy Pokemon cards on wax, it's like, well, what are a bunch of little kids going to go onto a, a fucking exchange and buy wax? Like, I don't like, what's the story there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's another thing that dust can help with because a kid, and there are kids that probably do this. They join these groups and they earn dust without having to go to arguably an illegal exchange for a child and they can kind of earn this in-game cryptocurrency. It's like, that's why dust is kind of like a game cryptocurrency that you just chat a little bit and then you have it and then you might be able to parlay that into some game items, right? Yeah. It becomes transparent that you even have it, right? You, you, cause you're just chatting, you're just doing what you're doing. But uh, you know, we have offered some blockchain heroes NFTs for dust and there's a community of people that are creating more and more. They can go to Atomic Hub and buy these digital collectibles with the crypto that they're mining just from chatting. Yeah. And this is, this is like so key actually, because, you know, blockchain heroes being one of the top sets offering for dust, I think really in the collector's eyes makes dust more valuable, right? Because if they can actually turn their dust that they just got from chatting, it's kind of like a gaming point and they could redeem. It reminds me of like Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? Like you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you play some games, you earn some tickets, and then you can go up to the counter and exchange those tickets, you know, like it makes a lot of sense for people that are like gamers and especially kids because, you know, they don't understand how money works, but they know if they play this game and the tickets come out, they can take those tickets to the counter and trade it for that toy that they want. Right. So true. That's it. You're able to, uh, you know, to buy these nifties, you can chat, earn some dust, buy some NFTs, Take those NFTs then, put them on the secondary market, and maybe somebody buys them, and now you have wax, and now you've earned some wax. And it's just it's a fun, gamified way to really utilize the Internet in a new way. And what's cool about this, Kurt, is that the roadmap of Dust is not just Telegram-specific, correct? You're talking about some potentially other platforms that Dust might go on someday. You want to maybe discuss that? Yeah, so there's there's chat mining, which is a pretty novel thing. I think we're the only people that are doing it, and I think we're the first to do it. And then there's gameplay mining. Uh, so gameplay mining is where instead of having a chat group as your mine and you being a mine operator of a chat group, you're now the mine operator of your game. So let's say you're Alien Worlds or Minecraft. Like Let's say you have a Minecraft group. You can be like, look, I'm going to plug dust into this group. And when you do these certain actions, you're going to earn dust. And so we'd set a pool aside and say, hey, look, you have a great game. Here's some dust. Go ahead and go crazy with it. You know, build whatever you want and allow any action in your game to be incentivized. And so that's kind of a later phase right now. We're just trying to go grow across all the chat groups. But I think in the future, it could just be gameplay. You know, Twitter, for example, like we're trying to figure out the right way to put it into Twitter. And so let's say, you know, Joel wanted to get a lot of traction on a tweet that might be about wax or something NFT related. You know, I want to build dust into Twitter to where anybody who retweets it actually earned. Mm. Like you just retweet it, you automatically mm-hmm. earn dust on the chain because we're aware that you've synced your Twitter, sync your Twitter. I mean, maybe you stake a tweet, right? And you say, all right, I'm going to stake this tweet right here. I'd like to have some engagement for this. 
Yep. And then and then the one who stakes the tweet says, I'm staking a thousand dust to this. Everyone who retweets this gets twenty-five dust. And yep. then and then people are going out there and, and retweeting it and they're earning their dust based on you staking because you want engagement on certain tweets. You want visibility on certain tweets. That's how that, there's the value to the person who tweets and the value to the, the audience who can engage with that and then earn some by interacting with. That's a solid idea, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So like that's kind of what we've been planning. Like one of the developers at Dust feels really passionately about Twitter. So we've been kind of working on that. But yeah, we want people to earn it anywhere. Anywhere where there's, there's a discussion, you should be able to mine it. I think it's a great idea. We would invite you guys to participate in Mine Dust. Join the Telegram. If you go to dust.rocks, it will take you directly to the Magic Dust channel. But that's just one of the communities. If you're chatting in the Blockchain Heroes you know, channel or the Bad Crypto channel, these are all dust mines. And so um, you know, just being part of the community and saying, hey, what's happening can earn you some of this Magic Dust. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a fun thing, and it, it really has the opportunity to become the currency of the internet in a way that others maybe failed, right? Kind of like how Telegram with a Telegram open network that got shut down and they raised billions of dollars. Well, this right here is sort of bootstrapped, and you got, you're creating the same sort of thing in a much funner way that I think can impact people. And you know what? It's a fun internet thing you can do, and you can earn some dust. You can buy some nifties with it, and then there's going to be all kinds of other things down the road as this thing keeps evolving. So what are some uh, maybe some final thoughts on, on dust that you'd like to share with folks, Kurt? Yeah, I would say that if you're interested in becoming a mine operator, you should kind of reach out to us on Telegram. Like my Telegram handle is at Curtybot, and also Big Mike is helping people set up their mines. Um, I would just suggest people to get involved if you want to learn more about NFTs or if you don't know much about the WAX ecosystem, come and connect with us because we're all pretty friendly and our market is still pretty small at this point, but we're growing like crazy. So just connect with us and get involved, I would say, is the best thing. Mine? Mine? Yeah. Mine? All right, Kurt Braggett, Dust It Is, gang. Dust.rocks. Check it out. We will see you in the telegrams. Thanks, guys. So I'm mining dust and blockchain heroes channel is a dust mine. And there are so many mines on telegram. I really can't wait till he rolls this out onto Twitter and discord and other venues so that all of the things that you're doing, you're automatically mining crypto. Yep. There it is. And uh, Kurt has been on a past episode with us as well. I believe when we were exploring the EOS ecosystem, way before we either one of us had been talking about cryptos. And I think that was like episode number badco.in, episode 241. Yeah, badco.in slash 241 is the previous one. And he, wait, wait a second, 241, and here he is, 485. Like, we should have had him on 482 because that would have been like the exact double episode number from when he was on the first time. Man, we dropped the ball on that shit, didn't Bad we? news got in the way of that. That's what he's going to do. That's all right. So we appreciate Kurt Braggett. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and shout out to Big Mike. Big Mike's out there helping run the community. And uh, we actually work on that and advise the project actually with some uh, some of the original ideation of some of the stuff that was going on. So we're big fans of this. And we think that chat mining has some opportunities. Chad mining. Who's Chad? You mine for Chad's. We already talked about Chad. Chad Thundercock. That was he, in the previous is he, episode. Is he the one that's hanging? 
It's hanging, Chad. So dusty. As we close out the show, just a reminder, if you have not claimed your $50 in free Bitcoin from the Bad Crypto Podcast and you are a U.S. citizen, it's super easy to do. Just go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Sign up, download their app. You can trade 14 of their most popular coins. All you got to do is fund your account with $50, invest that $50 in one of those 14 cryptos, and then follow the instructions to let us know that you've done it. And then we will confirm with eToro. Usually takes about three to four weeks because we do them in bulk for the month. So please be patient. Um, but you'll email us your information. And then once we get the confirmation, we'll send you that uh, $50 in Bitcoin at whatever the prevailing rate is. Those of you who took advantage of this when Bitcoin was at 5000 well, your $50 in Bitcoin is now worth 7x plus of that. So your 50 turned into 350 and uh, and hopefully will continue growing. Yeah. Well, what's great about that is that when they had to buy at least $50 worth of Bitcoin to make it happen, so they bought their 50, they got 50 free, so then that 100 would have turned into 700. So that was a sweet ass deal. That's what we're trying to do, folks. We try to add delight to your life, add some education, give you some things to think about. And, uh, oh, speaking of which, there's a couple of things going to be popping up here. We mentioned them in last week's episode or the bad news episode. Stonk Wars, S-T-O-N-K, wars.cards. Uh, that is something that we're working on around the whole GameStop Robin Hood thing that popped out. And then also we have, uh, we're launching the Bitcoin Elite, which is the top-of-the-line Bitcoin collection, a series of NFTs. You can go to thebitcoinelite.com, type in your name, type in your uh, Ethereum and your WAX addresses, and uh, we'll send you an invitation that will allow you to maybe hopefully snag one of these for yourself because they're going to be really, really cool. Only top-end art, high-end stuff. And uh, really trying to do what we can to supply with luxury NFTs, lovely. But you got to be fast. Make sure that you have your Wax Wallet um, pack. And uh, you can find out more about how to do that by coming to our Telegram on Blockchain Heroes, t.me forward slash BC Heroes. The Wax community also has a Telegram, t.me forward slash Wax underscore IO. And people there will be happy to tell you how you can get Wax easily into your walletto. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the show. Got more great content coming your way and a special welcome and shout out to all of our new listeners, because I've been noticing that our numbers are up significantly. I think there's a lot more interest in Bitcoin and crypto right now because the prices are higher and because crypto is here to stay. So we're glad that you guys are here. Hope that you've enjoyed the content. Be sure to review us on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to the show and tell a friend, say, you know what? These guys talk crypto. It's kind of interesting and they're kind of funny. And I think you should give them a chance. Yeah. If you do that, I would say this is uh, let them listen to episode number 210, badco.in forward slash 210. Send that over to your friends. That's the one where we really talk about what is blockchain, what is Bitcoin, what is crypto, why it's important. Uh, it was before the days we were talking about NFTs. We don't necessarily have a what is NFTs. Uh, episode. Maybe we create one of those someday, but uh, pretty cool stuff. You know, that's how you're going to want to get your friends to understand it because we have words and stuff and that's helpful for people to understand and learn things by hearing them. And we always end our show with words. In fact, we string together two words when placed together at the end of the show indicates that the show is over. 
Let's go. Not those words. Oh. Eat pie. Nope. That is it. Stay hard. Walk hard. Nope. You're getting warmer. Oh, okay. Let's try again. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. You think after all these episodes, I freaking know that. Such a dork.